And welcome back to Bonded Voices. Today we're going to talk about the futility of road rage. I'm Greg. I'm Ian. And this is Lauren. So the topic today, I think we've all experienced in some way, shape, or form, and we might have caused it, or we might be feeling the rage, uh, but I think this is a, a very relevant topic for us to talk about. Specifically, it's three guys sitting around having a cup of coffee. Our listeners might be guys. Uh, we tend to be a little bit more emotions on the sleeve and maybe do some things that we might regret. I actually think it goes beyond just men. Like I used to work with a girl who came in one day and she just break check someone into <laughs> a virtual accident. She was ready to throw down, chase them. <laughs> She's that. Yeah. So, so what's the, the mentality of someone? I'm going to break check someone and I'm going to cause an accident. Is but again, that's that road rage, right? Something trips in people and whatever it is you like. But what is the, like, it goes from zero to a hundred instantly. Mm -hmm. yeah. instantly. And there is like no real reason oh the the merged ahead of me i don't like them right and have you ever noticed no one ever likes you could be going the speed limit and someone's passing you at five miles an hour faster and you're like i can't let them pass me i gotta go a little bit faster <laughs> and so before we frame it i think it'd be kind of funny if you are driving listening to this podcast <laughs> and raging at someone at the same time <laughs> Send us a note because like, well, I, 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 we hope it driving. actually calms you down yeah. and stops you. So let's frame this. Yeah. So, okay, road rage. Like, we, we've all done it. I think everyone's had that moment. But, okay, what do we ever gain out of it? This first question. What do you ever gain out of road rage? Uh, high blood pressure, uh, anxiety. <laughs> As a positive rather than oh, negative, okay. right? You know? I can't think of any any positives. The opportunity to have a great conversation with whoever was in your car when you lost your mind. <laughs> and now yeah. maybe they're not willing to ride with you or doubting the relationship. So. Teaching your kids an awesome language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it more common to have be road rage? I mean, to have road rage in the car on your own rather than with other people? I would think so. I think there's a natural sense of responsibility that you're taught when you're first learning how to drive. No, you can't have any passengers in the car until you've reached a certain number of hours or experience behind the wheel. And the idea of I'm in control of this several thousand pound missile. Yep. That one would hope that the rage is less likely with a car full of people or even just one passenger. Yeah, I must admit, I'm, if I, if I, at times I've done it, I know that if there's other people in the car, I do it more covertly. <laughs> Rather, how do you covertly exhibit road rage? You're like, hey, look over there. No, well, <laughs> think of it like this: it can be hand gestures, it can be like um, you can shout out the window. But it's even the way how close you have your car to somebody else, sure. the way you cut in front of them, sure. things like that. I've had people where I've been in the fast lane doing like eighty. And someone will come up behind you as if they want you to get out of the way and there's nowhere to go. And when they get a chance, they go past you and they cut so close in front of you to give you the signal of, you just piss me off to make mm -hmm. me... And you know, well, I'm already breaking the law doing that speed. Mm -hmm. 
and you're freaking out over it, but they get so close. So the way the car maneuvers is another one of those ways people exhibit sure. flashing your lights mm -hmm. to a degree where it's like, what are you doing? Well, I think there's certain roads in this great state that are designed better than others. Yep. And there are certain portions of the roadway that have, uh, or certain drivers that love to hang out in the fast lane. And when you're in rural parts, it doesn't matter in this state, but, uh, winter here, when we get snowbirds in town, causes well, a lot of anxiety and in driving. So there's, there's anxiety in the city. But what I'm thinking of is when you're out on the open road and what I was taught was you stay in the right lane, except to pass. So the left lane is yes. moving faster than the right lane, but you spend time in the right lane until you're ready to pass. But then you run into situations where there's traffic jams because of those left lane drivers. And you, that's where you tend to see the majority, where I tend to see the majority of the rage with the flashing lights, with the cutting people off, with the whatever that might be. But at the end of the day, to your point, what's the benefit? I don't know. Everybody gets there at the same time. Interesting <laughs> you brought up the, the which lane to be in, because in England, undertaking, not, and I don't mean digging graves, but undertaking, like un taking, going past you on the inside, is considered road rage. And you can't do it. It's actually if the police are there, you get a ticket for doing it. You cannot undertake someone. Hmm. So if people do it and there's no police around, people take it on themselves to, to get annoyed at you. And sometimes they'll then speed up, get behind you, as if to say, what are you doing? You're undertaking. And I wonder, it makes me wonder whether stricter ru rules of the road create less road rage or more road rage, because then you get those civilian police sure. who want to make a point of pointing out to you you broke the law. You broke the law. And I think it even goes as far as, you know, if people have got their high beam on, they don't know it. Like people like weave to show them, oh, you got your full beam on. Mm -hmm. And it could be an old person just can't see. And they're like, I can't sure. see what's going on. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if that's the case, whether it, it's the, it, it, the difference in roads like that may contribute to it. I have noticed in other states that are more strict in the enforcement of you stay in the right lane except to pass. And if you're caught in the left lane and you're not passing anybody, that's a ticket. Right. And those roads, I find much more enjoyable to travel on those roads because there's a common mentality on the road and it, they seem to flow traffic better. Right. Lauren, what say you? I don't know. I, I was thinking about that. Um, what, what you were saying, Ian, about people getting behind you and the, they're trying to be the, the vigilante. And yeah. You know you're doing it wrong. And they're actually um, causing more problems by doing that. Well, yeah, absolutely. But And I, they're also breaking the law by doing it as well. Yeah. But that's, that, that switch is flipped in them, where they go from sane to insane. Uh, and part of me also wonders as well, because the cars we drive are just such powerful vehicles, the acceleration's exhilarating, increased adrenaline in you, that you also get a bit of that NASCAR driver feel that then you get interrupted or you get bumped or close to bumped or... 
I think driving a car is independence. And so you're out there, oh, you're is, being yeah. independent, and then someone's taking away your independence by going mm. slow and making you drive not the way you want to drive. Right. I had the cruise control on, and now I have to take it off because this person's going two miles over the speed limit, and I want to go five miles over the speed limit, so I have to go... Well, of course, nobody on this podcast would speed, but (laughs) you're right. I think it it comes down to competition. Like, how dare that person think that they can... Whatever, there's a personal... uh, They're calling me out. They're They're saying I'm a bad driver because he passed me. Well, look at any, like, merge. Like, when you're getting on the freeway. (laughs) Man, it's like bumper cars sometimes. People are like, you can't get in front of me. We're side by side. Come on. It's one on one. It should be a zipper for me. Absolutely. And no, I want to get up here because you kind of took half a second too long to go forward. Right. So, And I think we've, we've seen those videos or we've all had the experience where there might be construction signs of some some infraction that you're coming up on and people wait to the last minute to try and merge into the lane that's yeah. already full and and I, I think the the direction at least where I feel this conversation is going over a lovely cup of coffee is uh, like you're gonna get there calm down there's that's where you gotta I, get to so yeah, I find when I don't. get the most angry driving is if I'm late to something and yes. I'm trying to get there if I've if I would have planned properly left a little bit earlier expected slow traffic I wouldn't be mad but I'm always like okay I have to go back to the house to pick something else up the the left you know mm-hmm. they left their ball you know their glove at the house so I have to go back to the house go grab something or whatever it is is another factor what you're listening to? I have found in earlier days, the more aggressive the music, the more aggressive the driving. A hundred percent agree. A, a, a music, aggressive mu- music, is meant to get that adrenaline fl- flowing and get get your brain stimulated in that sort of way, raise your blood pressure. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so I, I'm listen. not saying that from a sense of pride. So we need to listen to elevator music now while we're driving? Well, I think if it was more calming, you probably would drive calmer. I listen to talk radio now. I mean, I think that dates me on how old I am because I never thought I'd listen to talk radio. Right. <laughs> but but uh, some of that can get you riled up as well. Um, True. I, I have had an accident in the last couple of years, and I've been blessed to not have too many, that it was running late, like you were saying, Lauren. And we were, we then got diverted, couldn't get on the freeway where we were supposed to get on, and now it was going to take even longer. And I was like, go, come on, no, go, go, stop, go, bang. Mm-hmm. A couple of thousand dollars later, it's, and I just said, I look back on that, I think to myself, how could I be getting so tense? But everything was working against me. The kid was running late. I was running late. The traffic was being diverted. It was like, this is not happening right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that everybody get out of my way. And selfishly, in that respect. It always seems like when I'm in a hurry, everyone else is, they have no place to be. <laughs> yes. And every light. They're like, for right. Sunday drive. Yeah. I just got to be in my car. I'm just going to go down the freeway under the speed limit. And I have to be there 10 minutes ago. So one of the things that I've, when I've experienced someone that, that cuts me off or that appears to be 
distracted or, or trying to intrude on my personal space or showing me up that I've tried to visualize. I hope that person's not rushing to the hospital to visit a loved one. This is a great it. thought. Good point. Good point. I'm no saint on that because that's not always what I think, but I try to go that direction with, there must be something heavy going on in their lives that I'm just, I just need to back off. So, so let's think of the heaviness of, of road rage. I, I remember the last news story about it here in Phoenix was two women. One of them got out of the car, pulled out a gun and killed the other girl. That's the last news story I remember on road rage. And I kept thinking to myself when it happened, what? Can you imagine sitting in a jail cell and thinking, I'm going to jail for the rest of my life? Because I didn't like the way they passed me. Right. And, and like, how, and then we could take it with, can you imagine being raging and flip, clipping a car and killing the people inside of it? Or there could be kids in the car? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's so pointless. So, At what point does the rage get so bad that you pull over and you, or you follow someone and they pull over and, and you know, you both pull over and you, you have that convert, you know, that confrontation. What, what level of insanity do you have to be at to even think, Oh, you know what? I'm going to solve this problem by getting out of my car right now. And that's yeah. never going to end well for no, somebody. No. <laughs> never. I remember uh, growing up that there was, and I don't, this might have been wives' tales, but that some gangs would purposely drive without headlights on. I heard that. And then if you flashed your lights to let them know to turn on the it was lights. It an initiation thing, yeah. Then yeah. they would chase you down and take you out of the gene pool. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing that. And, and so I also try and think about, I have no idea who's in the other car. I, I don't know what their story is and it's just so much easier to slow down let them go i'm going to turn off early i'm going to whatever it might be maybe it's getting older i flash people who haven't got their lights on just to With tell them you don't have your lights on yeah yeah okay. yeah no, <laughs> but i do it purposefully because i'm thinking maybe they don't know because I have auto on my headlights, mm -hmm. but you take your car anywhere, Valley Park, or even to the dealership, they turn it off. Oh, yeah. And so you're driving along going, is it just dark out? And and then, of course, the police can pull you over for not having your headlights off, thinking you've either been drinking mm -hmm. or I, many I, other things. I had that happen. I was uh, out of town visiting a family member and was pulled over. And the police officer said, do you know why I pulled you over? And I said, no. I don't know. And they said, well, you don't have your headlights on. Right. And I was like, oh, well, that's because I'm driving my wife's car and my vehicle's very analog and hers is very digital. And uh, the officer was kind enough to tell me I was a ding dong and turn the lights on. Right. After she checked all of my, you know, make sure your driver's license, insurance, all that stuff. But we also live in a town with a lot of winter visitors, with a lot of people that come in for a three day weekend with a lot of out of towners driving rental cars. Right. So I think we all agree, right? It's, it, it's futile. You, you gain absolutely nothing. I don't think any of us have gone, I had a great day today. I <laughs> chased someone down the freeway, nearly clipped them. Gosh, that was awesome. I don't think any, you're a pretty strange bird to go down that path. So let's give some tips on how you can 
like stop once it starts or even not even get into it in the first place i would definitely say if take take a little bit more time get that uh get there earlier oh and you know here's a quote i i just going to throw it out here there's a quote that i found when we were going to talk about this is it's a quote from marcus aurelius how much more harmful are the consequences of a anger than the circumstances that arouse them and that's great towards road rage it is it's 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 right to the point it's almost like it was written for this yeah because misdirected road rage is is pointless now one thing I'll, uh, and, and before we sort of keep digging into ways to stop it a car is a deadly weapon mm-hmm the only the only time I can ever be happy that I got absolutely mad about something is if someone came that close out of the blue to clipping you at speed, or they turned the corner right in front of you and they almost got you. That that's the point where I, I that would get my anger out. But even then, is it is anger warranted in that, or is thankfulness that you didn't get in the accident? Right. Well, if you remember, um, so New Year's Eve last year, um, couple put their kid in the car, mum's in the front, passenger seat, dad's driving, kid in the back. They take a turn onto one of our major roads. A truck obliterates them. It, it was just traveling at, at like 80 down a road that you do 35, 40 on killed them luckily the husband and the baby survived the wife died the guy's going to jail for a long time for manslaughter um, but aggravated because of the speed he was going so it's all just pointless and I kept thinking to myself with that situation like what could you have done for him to calm himself to the point of being like 80 and a 35 maybe not a great idea but was that was that anger or was that just recklessness i think a bit of both from what the news report was so you know tips for and again the the story is just about the car being a deadly weapon made me sort of think of that but like there's got to be ways and maybe i'll start i've always i say to myself what are you doing it's that honest outlier. What are you doing? Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. If this person just cut in front of you, especially on the, the, the getting onto the freeway where they're supposed to go one, then the other, and they just, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm not going to chase this person. I'm not going to flip them off. So, uh, it, no. Yeah, there's nothing to be gained. Nothing. But there's got to be mitigation strategies. And I think that we've, we've all been there. Greg, what do you do? Uh, well, I mentioned that I stopped listening to my aggressive music. No more Metallica while you're driving. Yeah, which is great driving music, by the way. But um, <clears throat> just trying to 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 your point earlier on the amount of damage that you can inflict in the blink of an eye that will change the trajectory of everybody involved, their lives forever. Trying to be conscious enough to think about the weight of that 
and how important this decision of do I want to tailgate this person? Do I want to whatever it might be? And realizing it's really not going to impact when you get there. And guaranteed, if you get in an accident or the police see you doing this and you get pulled over, you're going to be later than just slowing oh, yeah. down yeah. and letting this all go. And so you show up two well, minutes With later. the penalty for road rage now, a couple of weeks later. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Lauren? You know, I would have to... You know, you have to sit back and think, are the people that you're mad at, are they intent, you know, try to put it in their perspective. Are they really trying to, you know, get at you? Most likely not. They're just, they're in the same boat trying to get the same, or in the different car trying to go the same sure. place, right? They're trying to get to their destination just as much as I am trying to get to mine. So, you know, cut them some slack. What's interesting is you don't see this in the grocery store. You don't see people like cutting each other off with carts and flashing right. lights down the aisles. And so that's a great thought. Would you behave the same way if you were in shopping carts? Is it the anonymized? Floor? You're in the, the car. They don't really know who you 100%. are. They don't know if you're armed. Yep. They, then you're like, I'm braver than I am because of what they don't know about. I've me. got all of this protection around yeah. me. To your point earlier, how much more powerful the vehicles are. I'm faster. I can brake faster. I can. I have a superior vehicle. Right. That I am. I am. Uh, I can't be harmed. Yeah. I've Rather than I've got armor on. Right. Until you see that those cars that are crash tested at 45 mile an hour and oh my gosh. disappear. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> It's, they crumple up into a Coke can that you just stomped on and you're like, mm -hmm. you would not survive that at all. Yeah, I think people just need to take a deep breath. Yes, deep breath's the first thing, can we? You know, change the station maybe. Sure. <laughs> and just relax a little bit and realize that they didn't do it intentionally to you. Maybe even thinking about the worst case scenario out of this could calm you down. And then you'd realize how futile it actually is. And that you absolutely gain nothing. Because I can't even think of one instance where you gain anything from mm -hmm. doing it. It's yeah. all just futile. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, what's the best you're going to get? You know, someone's up. The, you cause someone to cry because you flip them off. Right. Exactly. What, what's that? Or an old lady or something. Yeah. What's right? the win there? There's no win. Someone heading to a funeral. It's, it's actually, mm -hmm. and we'll wrap it, wrap up with, I remember actually one day when my wife's father passed away, coming back in the car, going, getting her something. And uh, I kept looking at the people around thinking, I'm dealing with this today, but on any given day, they could be dealing with a similar thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you've got no concept of what they deal. Everyone deals with on a daily, daily basis. It could be, yeah. Put someone on the way, their kid in the hospital or mm -hmm. just something much worse. So, yeah, I think it, you know for, for all the listeners, just take the moment to check yourself and just realize that you gain nothing from it. You're probably too good to go out of this world this way. That'd be my advice. I don't think I could put it any better. So until next time, we will see you again on Bonded Voices. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.